the uh, planning committee meeting, Monday the 27th of January, 6.30 start. Right, we have got... Have we got any apologies? <coughs> no, we're all here. As you be aware, Councillor Colton has resigned from the council, so obviously no longer a member of this committee. Um, declarations of interest? No. Caroline? No. Donna? No. Okay. Um, minutes of the meeting held on the 21st of December. I move them, Chair. Okay. I'll second them. Right, so accepted. We've no members of the public here to speak, so we'll move on to the planning applications. Um, we've got several listed below. Um, first of all, we need to note that an appeal has been made to the Secretary of State against the decision of Quack to refuse planning permission for a new dwelling on Ennerdale Drive. It was one, I think, that we objected to. So that's gone to the Secretary of State. Um, uh, to note the decisions taken since the 1st of December by Western Chester. So, Judith, can I just interrupt the Ennerdale driver? Oh, Are you going yes. to make any comments? Do you want to I make think, any further comments? I think we should just submit our objections again. Yes. Well, we, we, we'll get notification anyway. It would be determination by the Secretary of State, because it's now the Secretary of State. So they, they will send their inspector out. Who will do the inspection and then we'll come back with the But we have the opportunity to make comments or to modify or we could draw our previous representation yeah. if we wish. Well, no, I, think, I think we just repeat them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 67.3 to note the decisions taken since the 1st of December. And they're listed on the back page. Everything is approved. I'm pleased to see that the development of 72A Tangle Lane. Yes. Um, they take on board our concerns about parking and put a condition in. So it's approved, but with conditions relating to parking. for a silver birch at the rear of the property to be removed and it will be replanted with two trees at the front of the property. Did, is this the one that our tree man went to look at? You have yes. a copy of Tom's comments on that, on the papers. Yeah. 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 Any, anybody got any concerns about that? No. No, whatsoever. Okay. So we're content with that one. There's and next one, 73 Fluing Lane. This is a big change to a new garage and then big changes to garden walls, driveways, and removing of trees and replacement hedge. This is on quite a big plot, isn't it? Is. It's a very big plot. Yeah. yeah, so we're content with that one. Well, I have no objections to no. that. And there were no objections received, were there? No. Neighbours. No. Okay, so. <coughs> Next one, number two, Hillfield. 
This is this is just off Harry Lane, isn't it, Hellfield? Yes. Um, I think what they're planning to do here, because it's um, well, I've looked at the photographs. It's not particularly appealing house at the moment. Are they planning considerable improvements and improvement to the drive and yes. access? Yeah. And I'm pleased to see that they have taken a lot of time to talk to the neighbours about it, which is always a good thing to do. So I have no objections. No, I'll second them. Good. Right, um, number 18, this is the land adjacent to Church House Farm, Church Road, Frodgham. This is near St. Morris's Church. And they want, they've had previous planning application in, which was approved to uh, do something down at the bottom of the garden with another garage and storeroom. But now they want to change that and actually to down and build a new four bedroom detached dwelling. This is, there's also listed building, um, an application for listed building consent, so we, we deal with them both together. Caroline. Well, I think the plot is far too small to it's, take it's, something it's, like that. I didn't think this a while ago. Yes, but it's... It's They've changed the application now, uh, we, which we to do with the garage. It because mm. it is in a conservation area. That's what's On the wrong. previous one, there were yeah. concerns from the neighbours about parking and being overlooked. Yeah, because this, these are all modern houses here. Yeah. I want to build in that little... That, that is, red triangle, uh, I mean, they were just going to extend that, wasn't they? But, well, yeah, it was, it was original. Yeah. No, I think that's still way too... I mean, I think the plot's too small for that type of Yeah, property. so overdevelopment. Mm, yeah, yeah. So we're objecting then, Liz, on one, overdevelopment, and two... Inappropriate developments. Inappropriate for the conservation area. Is that sufficient for our objections? And if that could go in for both the um, planning application and the list of building consent, it would be the same comments. Uh, and then the last planning application, number five, Rock Court. This is the, the more the modern um, buildings across from Trinity. Yeah. I had a look at this. I didn't have any real problems with it because it's quite a small single story extension at the back. I hadn't got any problems with that. Were you okay with that one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Again, there were no objections from neighbours. No. Okay. Okay, so we've already covered 67.2 decisions taken since our last meeting. Um, agenda item 68, uh, it brought to our attention that um, the Queen's Head Pub were doing some work on their barn at the back. Um, they hadn't put any planning applications in. They've now been invited by Cheshire West to put in a uh, list of building consent applications, retrospectively. I see the work has now finished. Yeah. Um, they, they said that there isn't uh, an intended change of use, it was just repairs, but there were rumours going around that it was going to be a summertime bar for their garden. Mm, right. I thought they were going to make it into storage, I must admit, whenever I walked past. Yeah. I, mean, well, I thought they were making it watertight and secure. Yeah, whatever, but we'll, we'll see what, what comes of the... Uh, they, they, they told Cheshire West that there were no plans to work, change of use. Okay. Yes. So we're down to the last item, which is the... Um, training course for planning for general parish council, which 
Councillor Alton attended and Liz attended. So training course I've done in the past, which found quite useful. I didn't yeah, the training course. And just ask one thing, Chair. I think uh, Liz's name should have been put on this if she went to the training. And uh, there's only the mayor's on it. Um, oh, well, I go to. I, I said Councillor Alton and Administrative Officer Liz Kenny on the paper itself, right, which is in the paper. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But I still say your name should be on it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm asking okay. the Chair. <coughs> Yes, okay, yes, I'll address that in a minute. Okay. Thank you for that. So, you. Um, do you want to just give us a little bit of an update? Yes, okay, yes. I mean, I'll, I've, I've just put it on the screen in case you want to look at it. I mean, I really just try, I thought it was a very good course. I'm not sure it's quite the same as the one that you've been on, Judith, because this was run sort of in house by Nutsford Town Council and right. then they invited other people along. Um, but the trainer was very good, it was on only two evenings. Uh, so I've just tried to summarise a few of the points that I picked up, some of which were things that I didn't really know or didn't know in as much detail. So forgive me if you all do know. Um, so I think one of the very strong points that she made was that, um, that most planning applications are approved and that that she felt that the most constructive approach that a town or parish council can make if they're unhappy about an application is not to say, uh, oh, we don't like this, we, we just want to oppose it because it's highly unlikely that it will be rejected. Obviously some are, but not very many. I have to say, I don't think we've ever done that, have we? No, we always we've do. always been very um, subjective about it. No, objective about it rather than subjective about yeah. it. But well, I, I think the, uh, the particular point was that rather than saying we object, it was to look for things that could be done that as part of a condition to the planning yes. planning consent that would make it acceptable. So she was talking about looking at ways that the problems that the development causes yeah. could be fixed. So, for instance, um, you know, the footpath needs to be widened if this is going to be done, or the entrance is in the wrong place, or it's a bit too high, rather than we don't like it. So, so that was something that she felt would be more, um, more successful. Um, there's a set of bullet points for the kinds of things that um, she uh, suggested should be included in a response about... Um, you know, how to impact on the area, quoting relevant policies. I mean, obviously this is more, I guess, more important if it's a bigger development, but <coughs> certainly these were the kind of things that she felt would, would give you the most chance of success. Um, Who did you say actually did the training list? Because well, I, mean, sorry, I, I was concerned that she didn't make more of a neighbourhood plan if, you know, the fact that I had to prompt for you to put Well, no, I'm sorry, in. that wasn't her fault, that was my fault for oh, the way right. that I wrote oh, the report. And so, um, her, her name's Her top. name is Andrea uh, Dr. Andrea Pellegram. Ah, and is she, she's... She was Nutsford. Nutsford. No, no, she's, oh, she, she's, a, she's an independent planning consultant. She had been uh, head of planning in uh, Cotswold District, I think. Mm. And um, and then she worked um, as a planning 
person in the private sector helping developers to get yeah. their planning applications in. So she sat on mm. both sides of the fence and she now, um, and, and when we come to the, the end, that she offers a, a membership service as well, which I wanted to tell you about. Um, so she, she then just made point, point three is really to say that there will be conflicts between, sometimes in an individual application, between different policies that the council has. So it, you know, it might have a sustainable transport policy, it may have sort of policies on education, policies on and its planning and design and so on, and sometimes they have to balance those up and they can't actually meet the, the letter of every single policy because they're in, an, in a particular case of in conflict. So well, they do have to Can I actually say we're actually balance. addressing those in the neighbourhood plan? Because c coming, going forward, the neighbourhood plan will actually address all those because they will become part of the package of the neighbourhood plan. Um, so that it's to help the planners going forward. So the first document they take, I mean, we've had done a lot of work with Jill Smith, who is planning officer for Cheshire West. And the first document they will take off the shelf will be the neighbourhood plan. They'll say, planning application, come in from Frodsham. Where's Frodsham's neighbourhood plan? Take it off the shelf. Right, what criteria have they stipulated? And they will then get it. Ticks in the box because whoever is going for the application will have addressed what has been said in the neighbourhood plan. If it doesn't address what's been said in the neighbourhood plan, there'll be big crosses next to them and it will go back because it hasn't addressed what the neighbourhood plan is asking them to do. So I think things will be moving on in the planning process. Um, the, the next point, point four, was really that she said Certainly on a big development, if by the time the applications come in, it's almost too late to influence mm. it, and that it's a very good idea to try to uh, influence it, obviously, with what's in the neighbourhood plan. And also, if you, uh, she said, there's nothing wrong with meeting with developers before they put in an application, but you have to be extremely careful in terms of meeting very high standards of probity and how that's done, that it should be done yeah. with an officer present, it should, there should be a file note, etc. And, and there's a document that I've mentioned here which sets out a lot of guidance on that, but said that that is the best way to influence it, particularly in a large development, if you actually meet with <coughs> the developer beforehand, because they will still have consultants on their payroll at that stage who are helping them to prepare their planning application, whereas once they've put it in, they've signed all the bills and paid the bills for the consultants, so they're going to resist as much as they can any well, can, for change. Again, can I say that because we've been writing the, well, doing the neighbourhood plan and writing it, we've been approached by developers and we have um, contact, well, made it very clear to them that, that we are not in a position to meet them. Um, that's what developers want to do. They want to get inside you before, so that they can understand what your requirements are going to be. Mm -hmm. We've said that there's no way that we're meeting with any, develop any developers. Well, the, the trainer's advice was that, you know, may, may, was that it could be helpful to meet with developers yeah, as long as you had yeah. uh, the appropriate yeah. procedures in place. The council, but obviously not for the neighbouring yeah. group. Uh, have we
we got a copy of this document that you recommend us? Uh, it's it's available it? online, but yes, I can certainly circulate it. I think it's worth it having yes. that sort of in our notes. Um, so that just just briefly, um, things about planning inspectors not allowing new evidence at uh, an appeal stage, and there was one point that uh, is about section 74 applications, which is where an applicant can come back after they've been granted permission and ask for an alteration in the conditions. So we might have. Achieved, you might have achieved what you wanted to in terms of having conditions applied and then the applicant could come back to a later stage and ask to have those changed or removed. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she said it would be a good idea to contact the Cheshire West and ask them to make sure that we are aware of, oh, I said section 73, second time plan, I think it's section yeah. 74, but that we should be notified of all of those. So if you wish... I can check with Cheshire West whether we are at the moment, and if not, ask. I always we are thought they were. I think they do because they put them through the, the planning application yeah. system, so that they. Yes, I didn't know, obviously, yeah. but. I, but yeah. I mean, it's worth checking, but I was I was sure yeah. that they came back to us because it goes they go back through the system. Yeah. And then Caroline <coughs> asked me to say um, put in some information about neighbourhood plans and so. Um, the first paragraph um, is really just the introduction, which I think we know that the, it sits uh, underneath the national planning policy framework and the Cheshire West local plan, but that it is um, it adds all of the local detail and yeah. and, and and then there's some more information there, the, the kinds of things that they would look at. So she was talking about if you know the strengths and weaknesses of the area and you have a um, sort of plan of the kind of infrastructure that you would want um, mm -hmm. to develop to improve yeah. the area, then if that's all recorded in the neighbourhood plan, then that is going to help you in negotiations <coughs> with developers and it's going to guide the planning decisions. Um, and there was, a, a, I said it's quite a technical um, thing, but there is something about housing supply that if Cheshire West and Chester drops below a five-year housing supply, then their local plan has no effect really in terms of determining a uh, planning application because they have they are required to have a five-year supply. But if the neighbourhood plan meets certain requirements, then that the neighbourhood plan would still apply as long as we have at least three years. Well, if it, again, if you if, if, I don't know what that, hopefully you have read or have a look at the housing serving house housing needs need survey. Thank you, Judith. That's been circulated. Um, that has been done by Cheshire West because that is very clear as to how um, their house stock is working at the moment and. Each time they will be writing one of those for because Frodsham's has been done first yeah. um, because the guy came to see us and um, wanted to, to, to use Frodsham as the example. Um, and going forward, they will be doing the likes of other places where they're writing. Will, will that come to the Frodsham Town Council for our sort of comments? Well, you've got it. No, no, yes, it will come through another route. But yeah. we've been given permission to circulate yeah, it to no, So it if you've got any comments on it, yeah. please, um, okay. you know, be vocal about it. But 
that is all a research, it is facts, it's not a woolly document, it is actually based on fact and the number of properties and the kind of properties that are going to be required. And Peter will actually touch on that in his briefing. And, and, and the final point really was that this the, the woman who did the training does offer a, a membership service for um, town parish councils, which is a subscription service which costs £100 a year. And for that she has a website and she issues briefings and updates when there's sort of issues of interest um, on planning matters. Um, and she has a series of toolkits um, that you could sort of refer to on specific um, topics and particular issues which are sort of available on a members only basis. So uh, I felt that it might be um, worthwhile and certainly something worth, worth considering. So I put in the recommendation that we might consider. I think, um, town clerk says it would need to go to policy and process committee to go yeah. on to the subscription list. My, my feeling on that is that can we wait until our neighbourhood plan is through and then start to use it because the neighbourhood plan is the, the thing that we need to get through and those are. But that would be an extra resource that the neighbourhood plan group could use as well, Caroline. That's just a. Is there an opportunity for us to have a look at the yeah. website and see? Um, I don't think that you could probably have access to the whole website because I think you could probably quite easily download all of the material that she's selling. But I think I, as she's provided a sample of yeah. one toolkit, if not, I can get that. And I, I think I would prefer to look at it because £100 is like a subscription for a magazine, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I think I'd rather look at it before, because mm -hmm. we are just swamped with data. I mean, you know, there, there is so much data and so many publications that we're being told to look at. It's, yeah. it's where do you stop? So shall I circulate that and would you like it to come back to you or are you making a decision there that you're not interested? Well, I think we'll, we've got another planning commission meeting very soon. If we've had a chance to look at it, then we'll maybe... Yeah. Make a decision then on whether we're going to recommend membership or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're just about done on everything now. Um, just to, I think, are we agreed now the next meeting is on the 5th of February? Um, I think Caroline, yourself, and Frank are. I, I've answered earlier on, but yeah. you're probably busy. So yeah, I'm the, the 5th. It's a Monday. Monday morning, the 5th. So that's a fortnight today, Frank, at 9.30am. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Thank you very much, everyone. That's when we bring the meeting to a close.